You're listening to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community with your host, Ben Wolf. And welcome to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community. Happy to have you join us in this episode and welcome our guest who is going to share with us today how to more easily run a process-driven business. Of course, it should be profit-driven as well, but process-driven business. Uh, I ask you to please pause this for a second, subscribe, leave a review, follow, like, whatever it is that your platform allows you to do as you listen to or watch this episode of the Win-Win Podcast. And I want to get into introducing our guest today. Uh, who is a fractional COO and is also the founder of Beyond the Chaos, a firm that provides clients with operations consulting and done-for-you project management. You can learn more about them at beyondthechaos.biz. And with that, and with that I give you Susan Fenema. Welcome, Susan. Hi, Ben. Thanks so much for having me. Looking forward to jumping in on some of this stuff with you today. Well, my pleasure. I'm definitely, definitely, obviously, you know, we know each other and the process is near and dear to my heart. Um, and obviously honored to have you on, especially as a member of the fractional leadership community um, that we have. So just honored to have you on as part of that too. And uh, so I guess the first thing I'd like to start with is if you could um, answer the question I ask everybody at the beginning, which is just to give us a quick two minute background, a little context to where you came from and how you got to be talking about what we're talking about today. So it turns out that I've been process driven since birth. <laughs> if you're wow. on our if you're on our website, you can read the whole story. But essentially, I was sorting buttons for my mother while she sewed when I was about three years old. <laughs> that was my fun, right? So throughout the years, I always different found people have different definitions of fun, I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> throughout the years, I always found myself. Um, uh, one, working for very small business, I was always the right hand to the owner um, and would drive the, the process part of the business. So from my first job on, I was just developing processes. I didn't know this was a thing. I didn't know operations was even a thing. These were really small businesses. Um, so throughout my career, uh, I uh, helped a lot of the small business owners do what we do now today. Mm. Uh, my, my big long stint was for 10 years as an operations director at an ad agency in Chicago and uh, got to bring in young project managers and train them up how to work in the system and then also build process and system for that agency that was growing like mm -hmm. crazy. We went from 40 to 80 people. And then because of 2008, <laughs> back down to about uh, 30 again. So uh, a lot of volatility during that. It was uh, fun to learn to flex. And then eventually I just got to the point where I'm like, let's stop helping one at a time. Let's go out and help a whole bunch of business owners. So that's how we got here today. Very cool. Awesome. Thank you. I mean, so I guess what I'd like to open with is because I like to always like to start with the problem so people can see themselves and what we're talking about before we start talking about like knowledge or information. Um, so like, what, what do you see is like the biggest symptoms or the most common symptoms of business owners that are running a business, but not so process driven? The number one symptom is overwhelm. Um, lately, we're seeing burnout as part of that too. Um, generally, it's the business owner who's doing everything in their business. 
they think that they can't get help or they don't know that there is help out there for them. Uh, their business is small enough that they can pretty much talk to most of the team every day, but they can't figure out how to get past that. Um, you know, how do you take that next step? How do you grow the business, especially when you're doing everything? Mm -hmm. so those are the, the, the symptoms that normally drive someone to come to us. Right. Uh, would you mind? I don't know if, I don't want to put you on the spot. We could we could skip to something else first. But if you have a couple stories or like real examples of where uh, people that, you know, and, and what they were going through. Um, I have a perfect example. One of my oldest clients um, love him dearly. I'm still many years later, uh, his confidant and I'm on his slack and he'll hit me up from time to time. But he uh, came to us in a sheer panic of he put all of his eggs in one basket for a huge software development project. He had about three, four team members at the time and uh, had had tried a value priced fixed price uh, solution for this client. Well, the problem was is that they had never defined the deliverable. So they could just do this forever. They didn't know when it ended. Um, they were quickly running out of money because it was fixed price. They were not clear on what they had to deliver. And supposedly it was due in a month. And I'm like, well, not sure that we can fix this, but we can reset it. So we jumped in with him. We reset it with the client. Ain't nobody happy in that situation. The client wasn't happy. Mm -hmm. You know, they weren't happy, but we, we reached a common agreement of this is what we're going to deliver. And this is by when. So we came in that situation as um, it was an emergency. It was house on fire. And so we've worked up. And so uh, started with the emergency and then started with, okay, well, how are you tracking these things? Do you have the right software, uh, you know, to track the things? Um, are you uh, following the same process? You know, we backed it all the way up to um, what did you sell in the first place? What does your proposal look like? Uh, we, we ironed out all those systems and now he has, um, he still has a small team and I think he wants to keep it as a small team, but mm -hmm. he has a, a developer who is also an excellent project manager on his staff. Uh, they are using the tool that we put in place and things generally run very smoothly. They don't have any more of these hair on fire. We're about to go out of business emergencies. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, that is very cool. I mean, I guess so. So now to get to, okay, like, you know, I want people, you know, we, we want people to understand things and learn things from this conversation that they can apply in their own business so, you know, thinking about what you do with your clients, thinking about like what you do with that client and other ones. Um, and I know you have an ebook on this. We mm -hmm. could share, you know, people can get more details on this at beyondthechaos.biz slash ebook. But, you know, I know you've identified kind of three main elephants, elements that get you beyond the chaos. They get elephants you, too. Ben. Right. Elements. right they might, especially, I'm sure they feel that way. Right. And <laughs> And so like there three things that are, you know, key elements for getting to a more process driven business so that things are a little easier or a lot easier. 
not as hard and and hamster wheelie and overwhelming as they feel right now. So what are these what are these three pieces people need to do to get to that more process driven business? So one is establish process. I mean, not in your head, written down. What? Um, yeah, not in your head. But down. we all know we. <laughs> Susan, we all know how it's supposed to go. We all know. We <laughs> right. I have everybody shadow for the first four months, the other person. So they all know what to do. Everybody knows it's a waste of time. And that's totally scalable, <laughs> right? You could expand your business to have a hundred team members just that way. Cause it's all in your head. Right. <laughs> so first. I hope people can see, I don't know if they, cause if they, those who are not watching on the video, I can see that we're like laughing here. Cause this yes. is what, this is what. This is how they, this is how everybody starts. <laughs> it is true. Um, and it, it is. And it's so as that owner, you have to get out of your head what the repeatable things are. Start with the things that you hate the most. You know, it might be in, I hear a lot of people, I hate invoicing. Okay, well, stop doing it. Get somebody else to do it for you. That's why you're in business is to make money and you can't actually make it if you're not asking for it. So you know, that could be a great process to start with, how you invoice your clients. Um, the second stage of this, after you get those processes developed, is manage your projects well. Um, and that's any deliverable that you have. Um, most of the You mean for, for your own clients or for, for within your business? What do you mean by projects? The answer is yes to both of those. Okay. But um, uh, we generally work with uh professional services, or I call them home services. So think contractor, AC, electrician, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so a project and, could be one HVAC installation or repair right. or one consulting job for your client or something. Or as a lawyer, a, a case. Right. Um, as a- So it's like a, work, like a workflow. Right. So what is your deliverable? What is mm -hmm. your fulfillment? What essentially, what are you providing to the client? That's the project and the fulfillment that we want to be very clear on how is it repeatable? How do we set up templates for it? What tool are you using to manage it? And how do we get all of your team on the same uh, wavelength of using the tool that you've chosen the same way every time? So that's the second aspect of that. And then the third thing is managing yourself and your interruptions. Um, anybody who's heard me say anything anywhere is going to have heard me preach about uh, calendaring or calendar blocking, time blocking. It's all the same thing. But making sure that you are in charge of where your time is being spent instead of being a victim to what dictates your day. Yeah. And that's when you can get to the growth stage of focusing on your business. If you're handling emergencies, there needs to be somebody else that's taking that role off your plate. If you want to grow your business, something shouldn't get to you unless it is, it has been through a layer or two of people. Right. And at that point now, maybe you need to get involved, but you know, the goal is to have people um, working for you that can handle that day-to-day -day so that you right. can look at the big picture. Right. Yeah. No, that, that limiting interruptions is key. Um, you know, sometimes there's a lot of, I don't know. One thing I started doing recently with my own to-do list in the last few months is, um, you know, is 
is prioritizing it before I start to work on things, before I start to work on clearing my email box or just going through whatever to do or project or whatever needs to be worked on first is just like, wait, let's prioritize. What's, you know, what's most important or most urgent, but just like make sure it's more strategic. And I definitely love the time blocking. Obviously, I agree with you on the, the gospel of time blocking, uh, you know, which is, you know, the concept of, you know, what they call rocks, right? Like that, that image that Stephen Covey has of <clears throat> rocks, pebbles, sand, and water trying to fit in a glass cylinder. And, you know, unless you put the rocks at first, the biggest things in first, the most important things in and make space for them and just fit out everything in between, those big important things are just not going to get done because there's not going to be room from all the sand and pebbles. Um, so definitely hear what you're saying there. When you, you talked a minute ago about managing projects or getting better at managing projects, how can people, right? So you talk about technology and, you know, whether it's your deliverables, how to execute your process, um, repeatability, how to track it, templates. and the, How do people get better? Like what's a couple of things you would tell people who want to get better at managing their projects or managing their workflows? Um, one thing that I would say is that if you are not a detailed person, you need to find a person who is because project management is detailed and it is tedious in some cases. Um, if you are relying on a, um, say a software developer to be a great software developer and then to also uh, manage their own projects, you're going, unless it's a very special person. Now we do have a special person at that client I mentioned earlier, but unless it's a very special person, they're not going to succeed at both. Um, the, the philosophy of a software developer is, oh, how can I get this done? How can I fix this? Not, oh, when do you need it by? Um, how long is it going to take me? Uh, do I have to adjust, address any budget issues? Um, is it in scope? That's it's just totally opposite brain, mm -hmm. brain waves. So that's the first thing to know is, is this an area that you are going to succeed in? If not, there are tons of fractional project managers out there. Um, and you might not need a full-time one. And I know it's hard to hire right now. So look at those fractionals. Mm -hmm. um, and your firm does that too, right? Yeah, we do. We do. The second part of that is uh, if you are a detailed person, is start to think through all the steps it takes to get something executed. You're going to find that it's more than you thought. Um, and what can be repeated. So that's another thing that goes back to the operations of your business is that if you don't have uh, easy things to hand off, a flow of things, all the steps to follow, then you might be offering something that's too complicated. Mm -hmm. um, it's not scalable because you can't just lather, rinse, repeat. So that's a good heads up if you're like, oh, everything's different. Every client's different. Mm. Even if you're doing custom software development where you're, you know, you're providing a different deliverable and a different uh, function to each of your clients, the steps to get there are the same. You still have to sit down and write code. You have to quality test it. You have to beta test it. You have to go through all those steps. And so making sure that you are being consistent um, is, is that next step. And guess what else? That applies to your brand. 
so that you're delivering the same thing at the same, uh, in the same manner to the clients, that's part of your brand. All the clients get the same experience. Mm -hmm. So you're, it, it's twofold even, it's threefold. I don't know. It's probably tenfold to, to get those processes down. Use a great project management tool. Um, we have, a, that's another step. We have a lot of clients that come to us and they're like, oh, I tried Asana and Basecamp and I tried Trello. None of them worked. Okay. Well, they all work. <laughs> we have perfect examples of companies running on those really mm -hmm. well. Um, it is still a tool though. And you have to create the process around that tool so that all of your team is using it consistently. They know which features they use for what. And it needs to be implemented very uh, deliberately. Uh, and your team needs to well, be- Well, that's trained. hard, right? That's hard. hard. I think about doing that. It's like, ah, oh, who has the time or ability or attention to figure out all the features and figure out how it should work and how do you build this process? We Let's say we documented it, but how do you build the execution of that into this workflow and who does what and at what, at what point and what trigger, how does the person know when the previous person's, like when there's a handoff, when the previous person's piece is done and like who can, you know, who could do that? But I guess that's where your project manager comes in, right? That's is, why we exist, right? <laughs> is like, is this, well, those who can see the video, I got this book here, Who Not How by Dan yeah. Sullivan, Dr. Benjamin Hardy, right? Is that on those things, instead of figuring out how do I get a project management software to serve me and my team and get people using it appropriately is ask who can help me get right. this because it's, it's too overwhelming to think about doing it yourself or for, for me or many of us. So it is very overwhelming. And you know, the other part of that too, is your average run of the mill project manager doesn't create that they execute that. So there's still a step, even if you find a great project manager. In the setup, you mean? Yeah. This, so is that the fractional COO? So like, like, who do you get? Like, who, who do the people talk with? What kind of person do people talk with to, to for the setup? Like a consultant, um, a fractional COO? Like, It could be a very senior project manager. So somebody mm -hmm. that has a lot of experience might be able to do it. A, a new person is not going to be able to, but a fractional COO should either be able to, or should be able to direct your team um, on, on what to do and how to do right. it. Uh, the teaching of the software, you might have to find an expert in the software. And one thing that you wanna avoid in that area too, is just saying, here are all the features I've trained you. Um, the features in most of these software tools are overwhelming and you don't need all of them. Right. So if you're just dumping you know, oh, this is what it can do out there. You're not figuring out how your company can succeed with it. You, mm -hmm. have to, you have to apply that process to the tool and that's what you want to train your team on how to do. All right, awesome. Awesome. And um, well, I would love to hear, I'll, I'll tell somebody one more piece of information or tell the listeners and viewers, but any other stories you can think of, I guess, where let's say clients that you've helped, like where you've helped them set up their documentation and their project management and how the founder or owner was able to limit interruptions, et cetera. 
Any other stories, examples you could share from that? Yeah, we have a perfect example of that. We have a, a new, it's, it's a fairly new company startup. Um, they've been offering, and software development again, but uh, we, they've been offering a custom software and they want to take it to build it and make it a SaaS software. And so the structure of how their business has to change. There are only three people in this company. It's the owner and, and two others. And the owner was doing all of it, um, completely overwhelmed, didn't know where to go, didn't know how um, things flowed, didn't know how to manage uh, sales necessarily or leads. Um, somebody had told him, not us, <laughs> to be clear, had told him that Salesforce was the answer to his problems. Um, which is way overkill for a business that size. It was too complicated. They couldn't figure it out. Um, we had them, we're like, you're just gonna have to eat it and chalk it up as a mistake. Don't renew it. Yeah. Uh, and we pushed them towards HubSpot and we had them set up with the sales set up in HubSpot in about, I don't know, a week. And he's like, we've been trying to do this for a year in Salesforce and you just did it in a week. Right. Um, and then we set him up with teamwork, which is my very favorite project management tool. Hmm. Um, we, uh, we built some templates on how they start projects because they're going to sell these and then customize what they sell. Um, so we, we built a solution or a template into that for them to be able to do that. And we started managing their projects. And this, this man feels like he has been freed from so much stuff. Mm. He's like, I had no idea. He didn't even know that it could be so much easier with just mm. the help. So Isn't that he's, amazing? He's, Isn't that a great feeling? I know. And he's off and running. He's so happy. We're, uh, we love working with them because of course, everything we do seems like magic to him, which is great. <laughs> right. Um, and he's been able to, uh, focus then on what are, are the people out there going to need? What are the features that are going to be needed for the software so that they can create something that can sell better? Mm -hmm. He couldn't even do that before. So right. yeah, he's off and running. It's very exciting. Right, that's awesome. No, it makes it much more concrete. You know, and for sure, people can, you know, learn about you and these, you know, and the three main elements of getting a more process-driven business at beyondthechaos.biz/ebook, um, and obviously that's the website too. Uh, you know, find out more about you, uh, Susan, and just really appreciate you coming out today and and sharing this and te and teaching this and you know and, and showing what it looks like. Thanks so much for having me, Ben. This is fun. Yeah, thank you. And we'll see everybody else on the other side. Thanks. All right. You're listening to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community with your host, Ben Wolf.